For though the Lord is exalted, yet he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me, for you stretch forth your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. Your loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Well, hey guys, we're here with Galen Horn. Galen and her husband David are the directors of Youth with a Mission Cimarron, a place that has a real special place in my heart. Um, grew up going up there and spending a lot of time with my parents as they taught there in, in the discipleship training schools. And just an amazing place. Also, our church has partnered together. We did our very first all-church retreat the very first summer up there with, uh, invited the whole church up. And so that was a lot of fun. We can't do that anymore, but we are doing some retreats and uh, we've been doing our men's retreat as well up at uh, Youth with a Mission Cimarron. So uh, we're just going to have a conversation because I have a lot of respect for, for David and for Galen and for their lives and their ministry. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about the way that God's led them over the years and the way that they've, they, they've seen him move in their lives over the years. And so just to uh, give me the, like the 20 second version of your story um, that you came from into missions and then uh, you, God called you into business and then called you back into full-time missions, right? Yes. Yes. So David and I, we met in 1976 up at Cimarron at the YWAM base and, um, which was just we, started. We just that was the first summer that it ran. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys. So yeah. Army tents. Army tents. Yeah, we slept in army tents, and yeah, there were there weren't really any buildings to speak of, and yeah, we ate in army tents and had wonderful lectures in army tents and wonderful memories, and then um, in '82 we got married and we left you the mission. We were gone almost 22 years, and doing business. David um, was a partner in um, Frontier Log Homes. He built log homes for years. And then um, we were not at all looking for um, to go back into YWAM, but God really flipped our world upside down and he said, go. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a really strong word from the Lord to go. So um, we went back in 2004 and um, we're there today. So, yeah. Yeah, and you guys have seen, uh, where is YWAM Cimarron's major emphasis of outreach in the world? Um, we focus a lot on the unreached and unengaged, and we do a lot of work in the Himalaya region, mm -hmm. and um, we go to a lot of places nobody wants to go to. Yeah. That even a lot of, a lot of missionaries or other YWAM bases don't really enjoy going. They're, they're hard places to go to. So, and a lot of them are at higher elevations and stuff. So our elevation comes in handy for that. So, yeah. <laughs> you go for hikes and training rounds yeah, up there. Yeah, they do. They do pee to, the... to prep when they're, when they're trekking into a, a remote yeah. village or something to share the gospel. Yeah. So, yes. And you've had your kids work in some of these regions of the world too. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah. To, both of our sons, we have three kids. Um, our daughter's the oldest, but our oldest son, he and his wife, he met his wife in China when he led a team into... Um, China and on into Nepal. And then they were missionaries in Pakistan. 
and they had to get out for security reasons. And mm-hmm. then our youngest son and his wife are missionaries in China. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting place to be at this time. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have a scripture that, um, that as we talk about what we, where uh, we're heading today in this conversation, uh, why don't you sk- share that scripture okay. in Psalms? And- it's Psalms um, 138, verse 8. And it says, the Lord will accomplish that which concerns me, or the Lord will accomplish that which concerns you. Mm -hmm. And I love that because looking back on my life, I feel like many times I've probably concerned myself or worried about something that really I should have never worried about. Mm -hmm. And when I look back, I've just seen how God has woven so much of, of, you know, the details together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that scripture. And that's really reflective of kind of your whole story. Yeah, that it is. The way that God's moved in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, what I, one thing that strikes me about the, the way that God's led you guys in your lives is uh, that he brought you for a season you met mm-hmm. in full-time missions. Uh, we have this phrase we use around life community. Mm-hmm. It's one of our, our kind of values, things we value, and that's, it says not just pastors. And it's the yes. idea of the, the priesthood of all believers that that all believers in every walk of life are called into full-time ministry. Amen. And that's something you've seen yeah. in your lives as God called you from mm-hmm. originally meeting and being in full-time missions and then into business and then back. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that ministry play itself out in those different areas? Well, I think, I think for David and I, I, we were taught early on that there's no sacred secular. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like I don't, I don't go and um, teach school and then that's like a secular thing to do. And then I go to church and so then I, I'm like all spiritual. Yeah. You know, our, our whole life is woven together. And I can remember when David and I first got married, um, we, we had a, we had a, I got pregnant about five months into our, our marriage. And then shortly after I had Elizabeth, then I had Mark. And I can remember before we got married, I had lots of opportunities to share the Lord, a lot. And I remember very clearly one day I was changing Mark's diaper and I said, Lord, I'm not doing anything for you, you know, because I had just graduated from college and I had all these opportunities to share the Lord. And I just, I felt like I really wasn't doing anything, but probably Mm -hmm. wiping snotty noses and, Mm -hmm. and changing diapers. I mean, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and the Lord spoke so clearly to me. And he said to me, I, I still remember it to this day. He said, I am letting you invest my ways into this child. Mm-hmm. And so for David and I, I would say, we, we talk mm-hmm. about this occasionally. Mm-hmm. One, uh, one of our, the best parts of our life probably has been raising our kids. Mm-hmm. We have loved that that section. I mean, we have a lot of fun areas of our life, but mm-hmm. looking back, probably mm-hmm. at the ages we are now, we that was one of the best things that we ever got to do. So let's lean into that a little bit because I think I think this is something that really probably speaks to a lot of parents in this season particularly, but then just this in, in seasons of life because you, you saw 
you've had seasons where from an outside perspective, uh, you would feel like um, it, it was something like in this frustration of this moment, like I'm just changing diapers. And I know we have a lot of moms and dads that can yeah. identify with that feeling. Um, but then you've seen God in different seasons take you into different levels of influence. And just because you're in a season right now where God's literally called you to, doesn't mean that he doesn't have a different season of influence for you in the future, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I would, I would definitely say I can remember um, leaving church one day and this lady pulled me aside and she began to just prophesy over me. And she said, you're going to speak to the nations. And I thought, no, I'm not because <laughs> my kids were little, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I just, I kind of almost just rode that off in my mind. Like mm -hmm. that lady did not know what she was saying. Mm -hmm. Well, she did know what she was saying, Yeah, you know, because the Lord had really prompted her. But um, yeah, so I think our influence, it, it definitely changes and we have different seasons mm -hmm. and um I like to just think that our ministry is whatever's between our two feet at the moment. Mm -hmm. and, and like for me, sometimes it's even, it may be grandchildren. It may even mm -hmm. be changing a diaper, you know, mm -hmm. today. Um, but I, I would say it is really whatever's between your two feet at yeah. the moment. Well, and, and so you have a lot of different perspectives on influencing generations. You've had, you know, three kids of your own. Um, you have how many grandkids? We have 10. You have 10 kids right now. And then also in your work with, with Youth with a Mission, you guys have influenced countless lives of young people. And YWAM isn't just for young people. There's lots of not so young. I, I remember we, we helped uh, partner together to start a DTS that we, uh, we launched. It was a summertime DTS about 10 years yes. ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember in that first class, we had Jerry, who was... yes. Late sixties, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, having a bunch that. of Clearly like teenagers, like 18, and uh, yeah. and so that was like a really neat example of that. But but through that, you've had the you've had the opportunity to influence a lot of the next generation. What are some of the the biggest things you've seen in that influence, and, and especially as you've gotten you know as you've progressed through different seasons of life and in the season you're in now, um, can you speak to that influence a little bit? Well, I think when we went back into Youth of the Mission, the one thing that I was not expecting at all was I never realized what a crisis we have on our hands in our country of fatherless, motherless young people. So without realizing it, a lot of people look to David and I to be parents, mm -hmm. to really be the parents maybe they had never had, mm -hmm. even though that's not maybe how we raised our kids. Yeah. Do, 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 do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that, was a little, that was a little shocking. And mm -hmm. I think now a lot of them look to us as grandparents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your, your roles, your influence, it does change. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say... I, I think that it's it's a beautiful thing, actually, mm -hmm. how God has made mm -hmm. for all, whether wherever we are in the generation. Yeah. You know, God has made it for, for it to be all together. Yeah. To work all together. Yeah. Because we need, we need it all. I need young people. Mm-hmm. And I need them. I, I need them from the standpoint that they help me, they help me think in a different way that maybe I wouldn't have thought before. Mm -hmm. But definitely, I would say just, Tim, even on just practical things, like 
Um, I, I can remember in our very first school, this girl said, I never cut a tomato till I came here, you know? And, and that was a foreign thought to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had come from a very wealthy home and everything was provided for her. Everything was done. Mm-hmm. Her rooms were always clean for her, everything. You know, so mm-hmm. sometimes I think discipleship even takes on, it takes on really practical things that we can mm-hmm. say, oh, well, all I did was cook a meal or I was washing dishes. Mm-hmm. No, mom, you're, you're, you're raising, you know, you're getting to raise kingdom changers for the kingdom of God and teaching them to, how to eat with the poor and how to eat with kings, mm-hmm. you know, how to dine, how to, how to do that. I mean, to me, the amount of influence is huge. So, um, yeah, definitely, I, I would say that was probably one thing that I hadn't expected of how much maybe mom mentoring would mm-hmm. come into role. Mm-hmm. So you started out um, in missions kind of, you know, and, and it's easy when you're young, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you have nothing to lose. I tell people it's easy. Yeah. It's easy to follow God, you, you know, right out, school, right, yeah. right out of high school, right out of college, because yeah. you don't really, you know, you're, it's, it's a lot easier. But then after that, God called you into this long extended season in business um, where you, you, had a, uh, what the world would consider a very secure mm-hmm. position in life. And then he called you from that back into, um, what many would consider <laughs> a crazy, uh, or insecure life choice. Right. And so, um, was that hard for you or was that, was that easy? Um, because God made it so clear we were to go that part was, the decision was easy to make. Mm-hmm. But walking out the dynamics was very challenging for yeah. me. It wasn't as challenging for David because mm-hmm. D- David would say to me, "Hun, we don't live any different than we did before. We still have to trust God for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, but you used to bring home a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. and, and he said, well, I always had to trust God to yeah. bring in the work, yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. but for me, honestly, my world was flipped upside down. Yeah, I bet. Be- for, for those of you who don't know, all, all, everyone who are missionaries with Youth with a Mission, um, nobody gets a salary. Everyone trusts the Lord and raises mm-hmm. their own mission support. Yes. And so that's a whole different lifestyle. It is a different lifestyle. And... Um, so I was used to David bringing home a paycheck and, you know, we could budget and figure out how far we needed to make that work. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, I think from being on a farm of 145 acres and not a neighbor within a half a mile mm-hmm. and then going into community and living in a fishbowl, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, you know, like I just, everything in my life was flipped upside down. Yeah. My kids were leaving home. They were going off to college. We still had John at home, our youngest. Um, just, yeah, it was, there was so much change going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would say for me, I, I would say it was a much harder transition in, in learning how to trust God. Mm-hmm. And yet he'd led you clear enough that you knew it was him. We found in in starting the church, that's one of the things. um, In fact, um, one of the pastors, a pastor friend over in Denver, when we first had starry eyes and we're telling him about the vision, uh, he looked at me and he said, you know what, if God's made it that clear, because we had a very clear leading from God. And he said, you know, if God's made it that clear, it means it's going to be really hard. 
And sometimes I think God really clearly communicates to you in the seasons because those are the things that get you through because it's not easy. You're right. Walking it out isn't easy, right? Have you seen God bring you through because of the clarity of his leading? Absolutely. And it was the thing because the word of the Lord is what kept me from not going back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I knew I was not going to be disobedient. Yeah. That was not a choice. Yeah. Disobedience wasn't a, wasn't a choice for me. But definitely, I, Tim, I remember one night we desperately, well, when David and I chose to go, everything happened so fast. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't time to even let people really hardly know what we were doing. And we, we, we had one ministry say, we will support you by $100 a month. And, of course, we were absolutely thrilled to death. Mm -hmm. But I also was like, Lord, $100, we can't live on that for a month. You know, I mean, we could live inexpensively, but we can't do that. We can't even pay our staff fees, you know? Yeah. And um, I, one night I was up, I was up in the middle of the night and the Lord spoke so clearly to me. I, I was pouring out my heart and I was saying, God, this was your idea. It wasn't my idea. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm a candidate, I'm a candidate for a miracle. We need to see something happen. And I opened up my Bible. You know how you do that sometimes mm -hmm. and it just falls open. Mm -hmm. And, and it was in Psalms and I think it's 106, Psalms 106. And it, and it says, and it says that they did not enter the promised land because they did not trust God to provide for them. Mm -hmm. And I remember that night going, Lord, mm -hmm. I don't even have any emotion to trust you. I didn't. I, I mean, I just, I just felt like I was just, you know, an emotional mess, basically, mm -hmm. and just pouring my heart out. But I said, Lord, with my mind and with my will, with my mouth, I declare that I trust you. Mm -hmm. that, next more, that next day, we drove off the mountain, stopped at the mailbox, and John was with me. He was 16 at the time. And, you know, he was asking all these questions like, Mom, are we going to have enough money to buy gas? And I, oh, ye of little faith, I would say, I don't know. You know, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I, because it was a whole new experience. Yeah. And I, I was just like, you know, I mean, I wanted to walk in faith and show him I was walking in faith. But honestly, I didn't really know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I went to the mailbox and I opened up a letter and somebody had sent us $5,000. Wow. And I climbed back in our, in our suburban at the time and I just bawled. Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting there bawling. Yeah. And John is looking, you know, 16 years old, he's looking at me. My yeah. mom is just is cracking up, you know. But he didn't know that I had been up in the night, yeah. you know, declaring to the Lord, look, you know, and I, I just had to, I had to will in my mind and mm -hmm. with my will that I trust you, mm -hmm. even though my emotions said everything like you can't trust. Mm -hmm. And I could tell you numerous stories, numerous <laughs> I've heard stories. So many stories in, in YWAM circles around these exact you know, kind of things of God providing. I have a friend that they were going uh, to mercy ships and God provided like within 25 cents, you know, thousands of dollars within 25 mm -hmm. cents of the amount they needed and amazing <laughs> kind mm -hmm. of stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. And I would say, especially for John, our youngest, because he walked through all that. Mm -hmm. It was such a priceless teaching time. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he saw God do crazy things for him. 
Yeah. He wanted to play basketball, and he said, Mom, I don't have to. You know, he was having a real nice attitude. I don't have to because I know it's going to. Somebody went up to him and said, John, if you play basketball, how many practices a week do you have? And, and what kind of gas mileage you get? This kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay. And they wrote him out a check mm-hmm. for, for how much it would cost on fuel. He went to the bank, cashed his check, put it in the glove box. So when he would take the vehicle to town, you know, he just saw personally God come through and be just nothing but faithful time mm-hmm. and time and time again. Mm-hmm. So I contribute even that um, that influence in his life yeah. as as just a precious, precious thing. Yeah. Because for him to trust God, it's it seems much easier to yeah. me for him than it was for yeah. me. And you know, the thing about trusting God in these kind of circumstances is, um, and this bugs me, uh, it's irritating, <laughs> but God lets you get to a place where it's tough or where there's a tension or where, when you're at the end of yourself yeah. over and over again. <laughs> and every time when you get to that place, um, it's like, that's what, otherwise it's not trust. Is it when, when no. you have it all figured no. out? No, it isn't. No. Yeah. And I do know, especially in this season with COVID-19, you know, there's a lot of people that don't have work. There's a lot of that kind of, that kind of thing going on, but mm-hmm. we can, we can totally trust him. Mm-hmm. He is going to come through for us. You know, David said he'd never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging for bread. Mm-hmm. We can we can bank on that with God. And it's just, to me, it's just a deeper level of going deeper yeah. in your yeah. relationship. I, I will tell you a funny story. I'm... You're gonna you're gonna go, man, Galen. You need you need you need to build your faith. One morning, I got up and I was, I was really pouring my heart out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, I am so tired of living by faith. I said, I don't even know if I can buy a, a package of Oreo cookies. I mean, I just felt like I just we were going through a very very tight time, and um, I opened up my Bible again. And in Habakkuk, it says, the righteous shall live by his faith. And I knew the Lord rebuked me. This is, this is what I've called you to. This is how you're going to walk. This mm-hmm. is how you're going to live. Mm-hmm. That night at supper, David and I had decided to take dinner at home. And he bowed his head and he said, Lord, we just thank you so much for the privilege of walking by faith. <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. And I am sitting there glaring at him thinking, if you only knew what had been in my heart that morning, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, but when God calls, mm-hmm. you know, the call of God is irrevocable. So it's, yeah. you know, do you know what I mean? And I think that's a big key is that, that God, so provision follows calling and leading, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a difference between faith and presumption. We, we oh, know that, absolutely. right? Um, but I think w- one thing that's really interesting is I think a lot of people have the idea that, that people that are in missions or pastors or whatever have this sort of, um, <laughs> I, I don't know, just this strong faith that never wavers. And that's not the story at all, right? That's not right. my story. That's it's not, not my story. your story. But yeah. God uses us in spite of that. And he strengthens us. And he lets you walk through that. Amen. Um, but it's, it's his leading and following his leading that 
that you can bank on, right? Absolutely. So how did you know it was God when he called you um, to, to walk away from a very successful career and go back into le- leading a mission space? How, how, did, uh, how did you know that was God? Well, it was very interesting. There was, um, David was on the board at the time, mm-hmm. and there was some stuff going on up at Cimarron, and it was going through a hard time, and he kept going to board meetings. And, and unbeknownst to me, he was driving out th- the, down through the gate up at YWAM, and the Lord spoke to him and said, what are you willing to do about it? <laughs> And he said, what do you mean? What am I willing to do about it? I am doing stuff, you know? Like, he just felt like he was doing everything that he knew to do. Well, he wrestled through that a ways, and then he said, Lord, I will do whatever you ask me to do. And um, right before this had happened, just a few days before, um, my my sister-in-law, she had called, and I, I was gone one morning, David answered the phone, and she, she basically just, she, she said, I was going to talk to Galen, but I'll just tell you. And she, she proceeded to tell David that she'd been up praying for us. And she said, God would not let me pray for your business. And she said, I could be wrong. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong. Because at the time, this was a pretty bold thing for her to even say. Yeah. She said, but I believe that your blessing is going to come through ministry. Hmm. Well, we weren't looking to go into ministry. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home, David said, you need to call her. And I called and, and she shared. Well, I would say even a week before that, we had gone to, to hear Dean Sherman speak. We hadn't heard him speak for a long time. He's a speaker in one Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but you know that flipping that goes on your heart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just, my heart kept flipping, and I knew God was stirring. Mm-hmm. And God just began to speak to me, are you willing to go? Are you willing to go anywhere? Are you willing to lay it all down? Are you willing to go anywhere? And I remember exactly where I was. It was up here on the landing. And I said to the Lord, I said, I will go and I will do whatever Mm-hmm. I'll go anywhere and I will be happy. That's what I told him. And David came home in the meantime. Well, he had stopped in at our church and he said, I got to go. He goes, the board is voting on this in two days and I've got to go home and tell Galen. I think that God is telling us to go. And he didn't know that God had been preparing my heart the whole time mm-hmm. and, and speaking to me mm-hmm. and showing me you know, in, in that dynamic. And anyway, he comes home and he looked at me and he said, the kids headed out for a Bible study. And he said, we need to talk about going to Cimarron. Mm -hmm. And I think he thought I was going to go, what on earth, you know, like, (laughs) and I said, I know. And, and, and it was so fun to see how God prepared his heart and my Mm -hmm. heart, even though we hadn't even talked about that. And, um, he works that way in marriages, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And anyway, it's a long story, but God continued to bring more confirmations, mm-hmm. more confirmations. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It was pretty much, you know, like we knew this, yeah. this is what we we're to do. And I think the biggest key in there is that you had to get to a place where you were settled in your heart that God, whatever you're calling us to do, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's something 
um, for our church family that is such a key is we just have to get to this place where we're settled in. Are, are you willing to, to go where God's calling you to go? And, and for many, the answer isn't going to be, hey, go off to Africa or yeah. go into yeah. missions. Or, yeah. but, but God still wants to bring us to that place where, where we're in a place where we essentially give up our rights and say, our lives are yours. Our lives belong to you. And I think that's such a key in that. And I think for me, it was even one, one step further. Not only, I mean, lay it down. Yes, I mm-hmm. totally agree with that. But also, all of a sudden, then I had to take another step. Do you really trust me? Mm-hmm. Do you really trust me as your ultimate provider? Mm-hmm. Not that job or that, <laughs> that supporter, yeah. that, do you know what I mean? Do you really... Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think that there's deeper levels that God takes us, mm-hmm. you know, in. And, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I would like to say yes. I mean, sometimes I have the faith to move a mountain. And then sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm like Elijah hiding in the cave. And God is saying, what are you doing in there? You know, like, yeah. why are you hiding? You yeah. know, like, it's, it's yeah. that, that walk yeah. and that emotion sometimes. That's why I, we say this often at church. You, you, Courage, you only have to have enough courage to take the next step in following God. He, he never, doesn't give you the courage to go the whole distance. He gives you the courage to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, yeah, a lot of times it's fear and trepidation, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But oh, he's, he yeah. brings you through and he's faithful. Oh, he is, he is everything he ever said he'd be. Yeah. I mean, he just is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So it's it, that part has really been that has been a long mm-hmm. journey. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes I think I master it, and then other times I <laughs> I I find that I don't. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the scripture you started out. The Lord will accomplish that mm-hmm. which concerns me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's God who accomplishes it. Do you have an as we move towards closing? Do you have? Is there anything that's on your heart that you would want to speak to to the ladies watching? I know we're. We're filming this and airing this on Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. I, I think it's just being faithful mm-hmm. in the small things. Mm-hmm. And the small things a lot of times are mundane. And you probably find this even as a pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, mich- in, as a missionary, 95 or 99% of what you do is just hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and we don't always get to see the glamorous side, although at times God, God allows us that, you know, we mm-hmm. get to see those miracles. We get to see God move, change lives, heal people, those kinds of things. But I think it's just being faithful in the small thing mm-hmm. and it's okay that it's a small thing. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think in our society we're taught and we do want to dream big, but we're taught that it, you know, it's always got to be big. Well, and like Jesus said, you know, <laughs> the, the way of the kingdom is flipped upside down. And sometimes I think it's the small things that really mm-hmm. are the biggest things. Yes. Yes. It's yes. the small things in life. And I think for many and, and for many mothers who, mm-hmm. who are in a season where it feels so mundane, um, many parents, you know, fathers too, we know um, that that small thing may end up being the most significant thing you ever do. Oh, it is. It is. And we used to, when we'd put our kids down at night, you know, pray over them, 
God, let them do more in the kingdom of God than we could ever do. Mm-hmm. Use them. Let them be kingdom changers. Mm-hmm. That that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also real big on praying scriptures over your kids. Mm-hmm. I ask the Lord, you know, give me a scripture, a personal scripture that I can be praying over my kids. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll look at me a little nervous, like, what's mom praying now? But, but you know, I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kaylin, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time You're just to, to have this conversation. So Absolutely. I know it's going to bless you. a lot of people. It's been great to see you, Tim. And thanks for everything that you and Elizabeth right. do. Bless you guys. Once again, we wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Don't forget to subscribe to our email list and follow us on all our social channels to stay updated on upcoming services. Have a great week. Bye.